Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Amen, and amen, and amen. God bless you so much. Building godly character. Amen. God willing, last week we started something very important, and then we, we dealt with Matthew chapter number 5 and chapter number 6. And I told you that we cannot talk about godly character without having a look at Matthew chapter number 5, chapter number 6, and chapter number 7. You remember? Very, very, very important. Because those chapters, Jesus summarized in total, you know, what is expected of a spiritual person. Amen. If you are spiritual, Jesus laid it bare for us to understand how we ought to live our lives. A child of the kingdom is different from a child in this world. And, you know, I, I said with you also, I made it aware. You cannot start living the life of the spirit if you don't fully appreciate and understand that we are, or there are two major types of lives that, that people have. The natural life and the spiritual life. Now, the problem many Christians have is that they still think they have fundamentally the natural life and then they are worshipping God. No. When you get that, you will fail. You will miss the point. To be a Christian is a fundamental shift from being natural to being spiritual. I will never stop drumming home this point until everyone in this church fully understands this. There's a fundamental shift. The way you are naturally or the way you were naturally is no longer how you ought to be when you got born again. The way you used to think naturally. You cannot think the same way now that you are in the spirit. The way you used to talk when you were not born again. You cannot talk the same way now that you are in the spirit. There's a fundamental shift in the kind of life that you and I will have. And when you understand that, it will do you a great of service. In a sense that it will be very easy for you to understand the kind of things we learn in the, in the Bible. Are you here with me? Natural people don't have time to hear the word of God. They don't have the time. The word of God, Jesus said in John chapter 6, 63, he said the word is spirit and life. It is not natural information. So when you hear someone not able to receive the word, it's because that person, chances are that the person is not fully spiritual. Because for you to enjoy the word of God, you ought to be spiritual to receive it. If your life is natural and carnal, it is very difficult for you to understand the word. When the word is coming, you'll be sleeping. The word is coming, you will not understand. The word is coming, you're like, ah, what is this thing? But the spirit comes with understanding, knowledge, and wisdom. Are you here with me? Then, you see, the life that we have, it comes with understanding, wisdom, and knowledge. Are you here? So everything that you do, you must do it from the point of spirituality, not at the point of carnality. There are some people, they, you see, they are mannerisms, their body language, the way they act, the way they behave. It is because they don't understand spiritual things. I remember those days, we could pray until we realize that even our voice can't speak. Some, day, some time ago, my friends and I, one of whom unfortunately has gone to be with the Lord, unfortunately. When we take over the Laboni School Park like that, 
hey, we could pray until we don't even feel that our bodies are even with us. One day we prayed. Let me tell you what happened. We, we stood at the power. We prayed. Not knowing it was raining. None of us didn't know it was raining. The rain rained and surrounded us. But the ground we were standing to pray. No rain touched us. So we didn't even know. I'm talking about 2006, 2007. Really? It's not somebody's story that I'm telling you. My own encounter. We held our hands. We prayed non-stop for like about six hours. Huh. This is how the level of the spirit life is. We didn't say, oh, we are tired. And see, when we finished, I realized that it has rained and the rain was around that. I was like, wow, this is serious. And we were just talking about it, laughing. And it happened. Amen. I, I, I heard a story about some persecuted Christians who were running away from, I think, Ethiopia. I stand to be corrected, but the story I heard it a long time ago. Now there were a group of people, so they were traveling through the desert, the Saharan desert. They ran out of water. They ran out of food. At a point, the children among them were suffering. And the leader of, of those persecuted Christians who were running away said, Father, we believe in you so much that even in the desert, you can make rivers. Even in the desert, you can give us water. And according to the story, lo and behold, they encamped at a particular place. When they finished praying, rain started coming. They collected so much water. Do you know what happened? When they woke up in the morning, vegetables, fruit, had sprung up overnight in the desert. So much that they had food to eat. And according to the story, while they traveled on the journey, everywhere they got to and they had come, when they got there in the morning, food to bear, would germinate and will have food to eat until they cross the desert. This is how awesome this life that we have in Christ is. I thought you were going to celebrate the Lord. So the question is, the question is, and I want you to answer this question yourself. Everyone look at me. Do you want God to solve your problems for you? Or do you want him to give you what he can use to solve your problems so that you can also solve problems? I've given you two options. Do you want God to solve your problems for you? Or you want him to give you what he uses to solve problems so that you too? You can solve problems. <laughs> I don't know if you prefer the first one. You want the first one. You want God to solve your problems. So which means that most of you want the second one. Almost you want the second one. Amen. If you prefer the second one, then if you are born again, then you have the second one. Why? Because the life that God is, is what he uses to solve the problems of humanity. So when he got born again, God has given you his life. If God can heal the sick, he has given you the life that you can also heal the sick. If God can raise the dead, he has given you the life that you can also raise the dead. If God can make water come through the desert, he has given you that same life to do it. The question now is, how many Christians know the life that they have? A lot of people don't know. That is why a lot of Christians, they see Christianity as a religion. I have the natural life, but I worship a God. That is not different from idolism or idolatry. It's not different. If you want to just be who you are and then worship a God, I say you are not different from those who worship idols. This life in Christ it's not just for you to worship a deity. No. A supreme being. No. Now in Christ, we have his very own life. For us to live the way he lives. If you worship an idol because you don't have that relationship with that idol, you don't have his life. You can't do the things that he wants you to do. But now, God has given you his very own life. 
Amen. So that you can live as he is. So the word says, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. Whatever God is, so are we also in this world. Are you going to shout a good amen? So are we. You are not different from the father. If When Jesus said, I am a father, we are one. You can boldly also say the same thing. I am my father who is God. We are one. Because I have his very own life. I don't have a natural life. Okay. That I am worshipping a spiritual God. You cannot worship a spiritual God. When you are just solely carnal. Amen somebody. So today. With these few words of introduction. We are going to go into chapter 7. Last week we ended up. In Matthew chapter number 6. We did chapter 5 and chapter 6. We'll do chapter number 7 today. Praise the Lord. Now, remember that verse 6 carried a lot of truth. And it, it, it contained one of the most powerful verse that I believe if Christians are going to understand, they will live their lives to please God. The verse 33 in Matthew chapter 6. Let's quickly have a look at that. Matthew chapter number 6, verse number 33. He said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You know, when you find yourself worrying too much, it's an indication that you are not seeking the kingdom first. Amen. Anxiety. The Bible says that we should be anxious for nothing. Anxiety, worry, is a way or it's a sign that you are not fully dependent on God. When you wake up in the morning and you are worried of how things are going to pan out, they are not fully trusted on God. A lot of us, or almost all of us, there are some things we are dealing with. There are things we are dealing with in our life. But the way you respond to the situation, will tell if you are fully dependent on God, your father, who is your source, or you are depending on your own abilities. You know what you can do. But you can do as much as you can. Absolutely, you cannot do everything. That is why you must rely on God for the direction and what to do. Amen. So let's go to chapter number 7 from verse number 1. It says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. You see that? Those of you who are judgmental, I say judge not. Now what, is, what does it mean to judge? To me, judgment simply means you have passed a sentence. You have declared the outcome of a matter. Of a matter. That's what it means by it. It, it is not the same as correction. It is not the same as rebuking. Judgment is different. Judgment is that the sentence has been passed. You, your life is this. It's done. It's different from we correcting or rebuking. You know, for example, I know um, a lot of these people, um, um, these gay people, they always say that when we are telling them that the life that they are living is, is not pleasing to God, you always use the word, oh, stop judging. Telling you that the life you are living is not pleasing to God is not the same as judging you. If there's a judgment in that statement, then we'll be saying that you you will die. Or because of this life, you are you are finished, you are dead. But we are telling you, repent and live the godly life. It is different from judgment. So when Jesus is saying, Don't judge, he's trying to say that listen, you can correct people. In fact, you can rebuke people. Rebuke simply means that, like you are, you are speaking directly to somebody or about a situation. I don't pass sentences. That's what it means. And he said, by the same sentence you pass. Why? Why did he say that? Because it's only God who is the supreme judge. He's the one that can look into a murderer's eyes and say, go, I'm forgiving you. Is a person that can look at a very bad person and say, You go, you are free. So, you see, 
the judges in this world, all that they do is that come with the evidence. Oh, he was caught or he killed somebody. Go to jail for life. Or we are sentencing you to firing squad. And they will say that, oh, you know what? As far as we only interpret the law, we, we speak. It's the law that we are just telling people. But someone may be sentenced to death or in life imprisonment. And when a person appears before God, maybe the person will be freed by God. Or the person believes in Jesus. I get what I'm saying. So, you, so the moment you try to use worldly standards to judge, there will be a problem. Now, before we continue, because of this verse, let's go to Isaiah chapter number 11. Isaiah chapter number 11, I read from verse number 1. It says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And it says, verse 3, His delight is in the fear of the Lord. And look at what he says in the next line. Can we all read it together? And he shall not die by the sight of his eyes, nor desire by the hearing of his ears. Did you see that? So when Jesus came, he didn't judge because of what he saw. Or neither did he make decisions based on what he heard. But he did whatever he did based on the spirit of God. And that is why when they brought him the woman that was caught in adultery, even though the woman was caught in the act of adultery, Jesus gave the verdict that he gave. I get what I'm saying? Because if he was going to judge based on the law and judge based on what he saw, the woman should have been stoned to death. Are you here with me? But Jesus, he carried a spirit that made him not to judge based on what he saw or based on what he heard. We all hear things. We all see things. The way you react will tell if you are relying on the Holy Spirit or based on what you are hearing. There are some people, as soon as they hear, they will not even verify. They will not even ask the other side of the story. Because they already have a prejudicial mindset about the person. They've already taken a stand against that person. They just hear, ah, it is true. You are carrying a different spirit. Say, I carry a different spirit. I have a different spirit. You cannot just judge based on what you see. You cannot decide based on what you hear. Many people have lost money because they heard, oh, this business, Charlie, there's money in it. And then they took all of their life savings, invested in that business, and they lost everything. There are some people, they, they saw people, oh, going in this direction, they also followed. And they ended up dying in that direction. No way. Don't judge or decide based on what you see or based on what you hear. Remember what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians? It says, eyes have not seen, neither have ears heard. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. So if you want to live your life based on what you see or live your life based on what you hear, you miss what God has prepared for you. Oh, come on, are you here with me in church? If you want to just live your life based on what you see or based on what you hear, you miss what God has prepared for you. So it doesn't matter how pleasing and nice looking something is. Don't let what you see be your deciding factor. Don't let what you hear be your deciding factor. Rather, let the spirit of your father in you, let your spirit guide, let the spirit guide you. Let the father lead you into direction. Amen. Yeah. A lot of people decided to marry a lady because she looks pretty. And they, they have regretted marriage. They didn't listen to the voice of God. They married a guy because he has money. He has a good job. Now they have regretted. They have regretted. They look at things. A natural person have to look at things to decide. A spiritual person have to depend on the spirit of the father. To take a decision. Are you here with me? Don't just look at things and make your decision. Don't just hear things and make a decision. Let the Spirit of God guide you. Are you here? Or put your hands together for the Lord. Now let's go back to Matthew. 
Amen. Verse number three. It says, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eyes, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Hey, this one, they just nailed it at the, at the, at the right place. A lot of people, hey, especially the gossips, they will never talk about their marriage that is falling and falling apart. Rather, when they get somebody's situation, they would talk, talk. They have not, they are not finished, they have not finished dealing with their own situation. That is why our former president said, You fear yourself. Stop your house matter. You'll see and sunny. Amen. There are some people who just don't mind their own business. Like, unless they don't see. That's giving them something to talk about. And they will start gossiping. They will start talking about this. They will start talking. But they themselves, they have issues. He said, have you removed the, the, you know, you know when you wake up in the morning, sometimes you get this thing here. He said, you have not removed it, but you go and look at your, and say, Charlie, you have not washed your face. Meanwhile, you, you have not washed your face. Meanwhile, you, you have not even checked your face in the mirror. But you are going to even tell someone. Amen. So make sure you check yourself before. Amen. He says, let me remove the speck from your eye. And look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dog. Nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn and tear you in pieces. Amen. You understand this thing? You know, there are some people, listen, in, in my few years in ministry, I've come to realize that there are some people, it doesn't matter how I teach the word and I preach the word if you want it. They have made up their mind not to be transformed by the word. Such people are called the dogs. In fact, let me let me explain it further. When you when you ever heard a Jew, you know Jesus was also a typical Jew. When you ever heard a Jew referring to someone as a dog, you might think it's it's very insulting. But then what it meant was that those people did not have covenant with god so much that the word of god doesn't profit them when they heard the word of god they, they didn't make anything with the word remember the king when moses went to the king and said pharaoh let my people go he said who is this your god who can command me to do what i don't want to do you see when you when you take the word of god to someone who has no interest in the word of god it's like you are casting your pearl before swine there are some people who have no value for God's word. They have no value for the things of God. It doesn't matter what you tell them. They just don't listen. The more you give the word to them, the more they trample on the word. They hear what you say, alright, but they give, they give no regard to what you are saying. Jesus said, we should be careful. We can... Yes, we go back, we preach. There are some people we have preached to them several times. Several times. You hear them they, right before your own eyes. What you have just finished saying that they should not do is what they are doing. And that is why before you go on evangelism, that is why before you talk to anyone about Christ, make sure you have invited the Holy Spirit to do His work. Because when it comes to repentance, when it comes to conviction, it's only God that can convict the heart of people. Amen. It's not how eloquent you sound. It is not how even effective you communicate the gospel. It's only the Holy Spirit that can convert somebody. So you always have to pray that the Holy Spirit should lead you. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, from verse number 7. It says, can we all read the verse 7 together? If you are there, one to go. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Did you see that? Ask, 
and it will be given to you. This is a specific instruction. It is a complaint, and you shall have it. It is a worry, and you shall have it. It is a cry, and you shall have it. He say, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. You see, a believer must develop the habit of asking God, his father, who is his source for what they need. He said, when you ask, you will be given to you. Meaning that, like Jesus said, he said, even if you, as wicked father as you are, you know how to give good things to your children. How much more your heavenly father? How much more your heavenly father? Amen. Develop the attitude of asking God. Instead of you complaining, ask God. Tell your neighbor, instead of you complaining, ask God. Verse number 8. For everyone who asks, receives. Present tense continues. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Verse 9. Or, what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or, if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gift to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Did you hear that? Did you see that? He said, if you know how to give good things to your children on earth, how much more your heavenly father? So why are you complaining instead of you asking? Spiritual people don't complain. We ask the father. That is what the Bible says. We should do everything without complaining. The moment you start crying, and the moment you start you know, complaining, and the moment you start thinking that, Everything about you is finished. What happened is that you are saying there's no God. Then you are saying that you don't have a father to take care of you. And there's a father to take care of you. He can give you good things. He can give you beautiful things. Shout a good amen. Let your attention come here, all of you. Let your attention come here. Amen. Verse 12. Therefore, Whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophet. And when, uh, you know, um, I was in Assemblies of God, when the Royal Rangers, we had this like a cadet kind of thing, it was called Royal Rangers. This is our golden rule. Matthew 7, 12. In fact, this was the, was the very first verse that I memorized in my life. So the golden rule, Matthew 7, 12. Whatever you want men to do to you, do ye also unto them. Amen. If you don't want people to insult you, don't insult people. If you want people to give to you, give to people. I know what I'm saying. If you want people to bless you, bless people. If you want people to pray for you, pray for people. Whatever you want people to do unto you, do unto them. This is, this is simple. But there are some believers who just don't do that. They are expecting people to do things to them of which they are not even doing to other people. Amen. If you want respect, respect people. I'm telling you. I told you some time ago that in the kingdom of God is the, is the kingdom of giving. Whatever you give, you shall reap it. Everything you give, you reap it. Amen. So when you, when you have this understanding in your heart, you realize that you live consciously knowing that whatever I'm doing to other people is coming down to me. If you are not a giver, don't expect anybody to give you anything. That is why some people, they like work. Hey, let me tell you, some of you, if you like, you are givers. If you have, if you have the attitude of giving, you know what I'm saying? Some of you would have received things that you wouldn't use your money to buy. But you think that you can always work and buy what you need. 
So you are holding the money, you are saving the money, but you are not giving. I told you about the story about that man who, when he died, it was the people that he has taken care of them who came and buried him. The, the, the wife even didn't even know that the husband has taken care of so many people as his children. They went there in the well, somewhere in America, landed here, engineers, doctors. The man had given. When he died, they came together, buried the man. This is something awesome for his wife. He said, from today, we have taken over the family. Your, your husband took care of us. I cannot say. So if you, you are not a giver, I'm not talking about you using your money to, you know, only take care of the things around you and your family. I'm talking about you looking beyond your family. I know what I'm saying. If you can look beyond your family and also give to people outside, people you have relationship with outside, it shall be well with you. Amen. Verse number 13. He said, Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Did you see that? That is why there are many people. They like, they like going after the trending things in this world. They like going after the trending things in this world. Where everybody is going is where they want to go. No. To live spiritually, you don't just... You know, there's a, people say that the voice of the people is the voice of God. It's a lie. It's never in the Bible. The voice of the people is not always the voice of God. The voice of the Spirit is the voice of God. You must hear the voice of the Spirit. But the devil can be speaking to the multitude of people. Are you here with me? So don't just always follow everybody. Ah, I didn't know. Be here, be here, be here. Everybody is doing it like that. Why are we not doing the same thing? No way. He said, broad is the way. When you find a lot of people on a particular path, you're on the Broadway. Now, there's a place in America called Broadway. Have you heard of it? They do performances and Broadway. But I've never heard any narrow way before. Amen. See, the narrow way is where you know, we do things differently. He said, difficult. People find it difficult to find it. Why? Because spiritual things are not for everybody. Spiritual things are not for everybody. When people, when people be, are being told about spiritual things, they say, ah, this is difficult. You remember in John 6 when Jesus was teaching them about spiritual things. They said, this is difficult. How many people can bear this? And they left him. They left him. Because the spiritual things are not for everybody. Amen. Verse number 15. It says, Beware of false prophets. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are, they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather graves from thumb bushes or figs from testers? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruit, you will know them. Amen, somebody. By their fruit, you do what? But the point is that, how many Christians know the tree that they are? In order to identify the fruit that other people bear. You know, 
people have turned churches into cults. I'm being honest with you. I'm standing behind the pulpit and I'm telling you. When you find churches that are making things look like those days that people used to go to the fetish. When you go to the fetish priest and you go and tell them your problem, they will give you some things. Take this, take this, take this and go home and apply. When you go home and you apply them, it will be well with you. It is fetishism. When you come into Christ, we only have one way of doing things. Only one way. See, if the faith that God has given you is not enough for you, nothing can be enough. Now, I'm not saying that God cannot tell you that, listen, okay, get up and take this thing and use it to do something. He can't. When God, if God should instruct you, that is fine. But God will not tell you to make what he has instructed you become a business. If you buy this and you use it, it will be well with you. So, that is why, see, some of you, if you have been here for a while, you realize that we stopped printing stickers for the New Year's. Yes, I was, I was you see, one day, Somebody told Pastor Isaac that, oh, when will the stickers of the church come out? When I use the stickers and I paste the stickers on my shop, they buy a lot. They buy a lot. So I need it. And this woman doesn't attend church here. My pastor gave, him, gave her one of our stickers those days. I said, when I put the sticker in front of my shop, they buy. Meanwhile, he never even showed up here. Didn't even come to church and say, Oh, when the sticker got to my hands, I started having increase in sales. It went on one year. I didn't really mind. And then she kept on asking again. And that one day she met me herself and said, Oh, man of God, when would the sticker come out? Then, 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 then I knew in my spirit we must stop printing stickers. That is me. If those, st those stickers were not even meant to give like direction. I don't remember like telling the church that if you use this sticker, things will happen. If I did that, what happened was that I was directing your heart to believe in the sticker more than the word of God. Are you here with me? Nothing should come between you and your father. No material medium. Your faith cannot be in a sticker. Cannot be in a wristband. It cannot be in a, in a handkerchief. Eh? We use it to wipe sweat. But some people, they have so-called anointed handkerchiefs. In their bags. When they are going for a job interview, they wipe their face with it. They say, I'm applying favor to my faith. Can you imagine? Let me tell you. I told you some time ago. Whatever you believe, it can work for you. I'm telling you. If today, I tell you that this church, we don't believe in anything. We believe in this podium. And that if you come and kneel before this podium, whatever your problem is, it will go. I'm telling you. Pray to this podium. One, two, three, four, five. You start seeing results. God doesn't want you to put your faith in any material things apart from his word. So when you go to any church that they are selling things for that water handkerchief this this you know what happens? They are taking your heart away from the word. And putting it on material things. Very soon. When you hear the voice of God. You know say, this is not from God. I know people who said. I prayed. With the calendar of the church. And I couldn't conceive. And I had a baby. You are joking. I want to stay a bit on this point. You are joking. By their fruit you know them. 
by their fruit you shall know them. Any pastor, anybody that attempt to take your heart and your mind away from the word and the spirit and the name of Jesus, you should watch out. All that you need for life and godliness is to be born again, is to believe in the word of God and use the name of Jesus. That is all that you need. If you can believe in these three things, you are good to go. When the word comes, you must have that faith. And many times, there are some times God has told me, do this. I can, he can instruct me to use something to do whatever. That is it. It's finished. I won't come and stand here and tell you that, you know what? There's a new direction from the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm set. To the extent that people are selling pure water. Huh? Bag of pure water. They will sell one. That is being sold at 20, uh, 20, 20 pesos, right? They will sell one for 10 cities. Say, it's a Alquantrekesia. Alquantrekesia. Many people have lost divine encounters. Can you hear me? Because of direction, direction. If the direction is not from the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is telling you, go here, do this, do this, forget it. Things that were meant to just help um, um, advertise the church has become medium for direction. The only direction you need in your life is the word of God. is not from God. The word of God, I'm telling you the truth. Don't, don't try, give me a sticker, let me go and put it in my shop, they will buy. Give me uh, anointed water, let me go and pour it, over there. It's all rubbish. It's not from God. It's not from God. If you are following the real God who created the heaven and earth, all that you need is his word. Because God gave his word and things happen. Don't try and carry any material things in your bag. And so because of this thing, I have a solution. Greater is he that is in you. He didn't say greater is in that whatever, whatever. Greater is he that is in you. And he that is in the world. Say, I carry the glory of God. Say it, I carry the glory of God. And I carry the power of God. I am the container that carries the presence of God. I am that about I am. Everywhere I go, the glory of God manifests. I don't lack favor. I don't lack grace. I don't lack joy. I don't lack it. I don't lack. I told you the last time, some time ago, I was traveling. As soon as I got to the airport, among the many people that had landed, one immigration officer came to me and said, Pastor, please come out and follow me. I was shocked. How did he know that I'm a pastor? How did he know I'm a man of God? We were, it wasn't like I was even wearing suits. I dressed normal. He said, please, come and follow me. He took me out of the, the, the crowd and then he gave me you know, the immigration document, I filled it. He took it, took it to the other side. And said, oh, thank you very much, sir. And I just laid my hands on his shoulder. I said, God bless you. He said, Amen. That's all. And the man was excited. It's almost like some small boy. The man would be around, let's say, 45. No, around 51 years old, man. He said, thank you, sir. I was shocked. You see, I didn't rub my face with any handkerchief. I didn't rub my face with any anointing oil or cooking oil. I didn't. I just landed and the man saw the glory of God on my life. May people see the glory of God upon your life. In the name of Jesus. Then when they see, they will see the favor of God. When they see, they will see the power of God. When they see, they will see the joy of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. As soon as you appear there, Jesus will appear there. Don't follow the masses. By their fruit, you will know them. Don't let anybody 
turn your attention away from the word of God, the power of the Holy Ghost, and everything that has to do with Jesus. I'm teaching you. Teaching you. Nowhere in the back. You see, they say that, oh, Anna, Paul, he gave, um, he tore a part of his dress. And he had a call. That's why they give handkerchief. Oh. Did you ever see Paul do that again? Or Peter or whoever? Did you ever see them do that again? No. No. The Bible said when they were, he was healing the sick, there were so many people that by the time he gets there, some of them would die. So what did he do? He tore a part of his apron. And he said, take it. Go and lay there on them. And they were healed. That was it. You didn't find it anywhere again that they did that. If the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, it's usually one off. Ah, it's done. God is doing new things every second. Don't make it become like, you know, a country, a direction where every day you bank your hopes on. No. I've seen people praying to the stickers of their pastors. Not praying with. They are praying to. They are praying to the calendars of the church. They are having race bands. They say, oh, this race band is my protection. This one and the Malam. Malam Musa. Malam Trigani. Which one is different? You are not different. When you go to the Malam, and the Malam give you a talisman, and you put it on your waist, or you put it on your, on your wrist, which one is different? That the race band is your protection. Hey. There was a woman who was pregnant for five years. She came on television. The baby had grown up in the stomach. How can you be pregnant for five years? If this one is not demonic. People get pregnant for nine months. You are pregnant for five years. The stomach was still there. Punishing her. When the news um, caster went into her room. She has a country from every known a country provider in the land. Stickers, calendars, water, powder water. Uh, and the, that water, how do you call it? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, well, water. They have everything in there. To the extent that they said one of the prophets told her to, you know, fold the sticker, a chemical printed material. Put it in a bottle of water and drink. After all, if you drink any deadly thing, Jesus said, it shall not harm you. Can you imagine? A lot of things have taken people away from the simplicity of the gospel. It may sound simple, but very powerful. Do you know what it means to say in the name of Jesus? The Bible says every knee will bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. You don't see with your country, some demons can slap you because you don't even know who you are. You don't know who you are. That carry the power of God. That carry the glory of God. That's why in this church, you see, we don't give some of those country. What you need is the word and the spirit. We are teaching you to live. We are teaching you to live the life. If you just come to church seeking solutions, oh man of God, someone came to church here. She didn't come again. Why? When Pastor Isaac went to inquire from her, he said, "Oh, uh, Apostle doesn't give any direction. She's looking for direction." And she was ready. She thought when she came here, I was going to sell some direction. So she came prepared with money. Looking for direction to buy. You see, the power of God is free, yet some people don't know its worth. They feel that when they buy, it's when they, you know, they feel that attachment. So they can tell you, we have increased the price of the direction. It used to be 100, now it's 300 cities. And you find people going to buy. So the more you sow, the more it will work faster for you. There are some directions that are worth thousand, and there are some directions that are worth three hundred. If you want things to happen quickly in your life, buy thousand. If you want normal 
um, service. Express service is 1,000. Normal service is 300. And he said, this is from God. Jesus said something simple. I think we're going to read it. Really, you have received. Really give. Everything that we do in the church must be voluntary. If you are not willing to do anything, it will not work. The moment you buy any direction from the church, it's like you have gone to the hospital and you have bought some medication. Your, your faith is in the medicine you have bought that it will help your body. So the moment you buy the country, they sell to you the country, and you buy it. What you, have, what you are saying is that, ah, my faith is in this country. So if the thing doesn't work, what will you do? You start blaming God. Uh, I didn't work, it didn't work, it didn't work. Your faith must not be anywhere apart from the word. That is why when you come to church, you must be excited to hear the word. Because by the word, you can bear fruit. Without the word, you cannot bear fruit. You need the spirit and the word to bear fruit. Are you here with me? This is how you know. He said, by their fruit, you know them. What fruit are they bearing? What are they telling you to do? It's not everybody who, we're going to read it. It's not anybody who says, Lord, 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 we're going to heaven. No. It's not any pastor who says, Jesus, Jesus. They are false pastors and they are false prophets. Be very careful. The people you follow and the people you, you hear. Jesus said, be careful of what you hear. Very careful. Sit. Let's continue. People are doing churches with the mind of making money. Some of us, if it's about money we want to make, I tell you, you would have You know the things we would have done? But the joy is that we want to see you living spiritually. That, that is why I come every day with joy. We want to raise spiritual minded people who understand the way of the spirit, who are ready to live spiritually. In their homes, in everywhere they find themselves, they will be the difference because they are spiritual people. Amen. Don't give praises to any medium. Oh, because I had this thing. Because I had this thing. That is why I got healed. When I went to use this aquanchere, and then something happened. When I went to use this aqua, if you ever say it is the reason of something that's why you have received a miracle. You are not praising God. You are praising something else. Apart from the name of Jesus. That's all. When my wife was in the hospital. And in the theater. Going through surgery for seven and a half hours. I didn't do anything much. All that I did was to take my authority in Christ. When the devil came whispering at me. You will not live here with your wife. I, all, all that I had to tell the devil is I get thee behind me. I'm living here with my wife and my son. I knew my authority in Christ. I didn't need any special thing. All that I knew, all that I had, was my knowledge of my rights in Christ. And I used it. And my wife came out alive. I didn't have to apply any aquanchere. I didn't have to use anything. All that I used was the name of Jesus. And I used his power. And my wife came out. Even when the nurses had given up, even when the people had given up, Jesus glorified his name. And he brought my wife back out of the theater. The more you use the name of Jesus, he will show up in your life. As you depend on God, he will show up in your life. In the name of Jesus. Now when you are giving glory to him, you will fully praise him. If you take this handkerchief, and then you think something happened because of this handkerchief. When you come to stand here to thank God. So an apostle gave me his handkerchief. And when I used the handkerchief, something happened. You are praising handkerchief. You are not praising God. But when you do something in the name of God, you can fully praise him. Amen, somebody. Verse, verse number 21. Verse number 21. He said, not everyone who says to me, can we read it together? I love this. Hurry up. Why don't you go? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, 
talented the kingdom of heaven. But he who does what? The will of my father in heaven. The will of God is the ultimate desire. Please, hear me and hear me well. Do not do the will of any other thing apart from the will of God. The will of God is your supreme. If you please God, you'll be full of joy. Are you here? I say on the day of, of the second coming of Christ, my prayer is that everyone here will be on the first flight. I say everyone here will be on the first flight. Nobody will be left behind. Eh? Those who will be left behind, they will be shocked. They will see some people, some pastors. They will see some elders. They will see some deacons. They will say, ah, pastor, you didn't go some. You are here with us. Not everybody who says, Lord, 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 oh. If you are a Christian and you are saying, Lord, 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 make sure you are doing the will of God. Not the will of any man. Make sure you are doing what? The will of God. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name. Done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. Let me tell you something. You cannot do good things. Huh? You cannot do any good thing unlawfully. You cannot do any good thing unlawfully. You must know this. The fact that you know you want to do something good does not mean that you cannot do it. You can do it outside of the law. In other words, see, I cannot just get down and start prophesying because the people have come to church to be prophesied to. Some the Holy Spirit is not telling me to prophesy. That is what it means by that. You see, God always wants to glorify his name. I know what I'm saying. So if you start, you want to prophesy, you, he'll give you something to prophesy. But the reality is that, is it from God? Is this his will? That, what, that's what I want to say. The fact that you want to heal the sick, you just start healing the sick. Is it God who says you should heal the sick? Are you saying what you are saying because God says you say it? Or because, you know, there are some people who say that oh, the people have come, they need to be healed. They need to be prophesied to. They need to this, this. Wait, 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 wait. Is that what Jesus said you should do? The Lord walked with the people for three days. He was just teaching. Teaching every day. He didn't heal anybody. For three days. Meanwhile, the people were following him because they wanted to be healed. The only miracle he did among them was to multiply food for them to eat. Finish. And he was teaching them. He was teaching them everywhere. He was teaching them. That is what the father wanted him to do at that moment. Whatever you do, is the father telling you to do it? Or you are doing it because the people want you to do it? That is a mistake a lot of pastors, they do. Oh, the crowd has come because they want to be healed. If it is a healing service, then the father has given you permission for the healing service. Fine. People will be healed. When I come here and the, the, spirit, the Holy Spirit doesn't tell me to prophesy, I will teach close and we go. The day the Holy Spirit will tell me, prophesy, say this to this person, I will say it and I will do it. If the Father tells me to lay my hands on somebody and I pray and I declare, I will do it. I don't have like um, a default, like I have a box, I have a formula. Every Sunday, this is what I do. If you want to teach, I have tons of messages that are, the Holy Spirit has given me, that I have prepared. By the grace of God, I can teach every single day of the year, 365 years, and I'll never lack a message to teach. I say this to the glory of God. I say this to the glory of God. But it's not every message he has given me that he gives me the permission to come and teach. So when I'm coming, I'll ask the Father, Father, what am I going to tell to your people? He says, say this. Yes. We started this series on the last Sunday of October. When I didn't finish the previous week's message. And I promised that I was going to preach it God within the following week. The Friday God told me, no, start this message. Don't continue the other one. And I started it. 
So I don't have like a formula. It's not like in the, um, the, the beginning of the year, I'll give you motivational teachings. Because it's the it's beginning of the year. You know, it is well with you. No, no, no. I teach what the Holy Spirit wants us to know. He knows the seasons. And he knows the times. We just can't do things out of our own way. We have to do what pleases him. Amen. Tell your neighbor, do what pleases God. Oh, tell your neighbor, we are looking to your neighbor's eyes. Say, do the will of God. If you don't do the will of God, you are wasting your time. 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of man and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house. And it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teachings, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. May you be seen as one having authority. I said, May you be seen as one having authority in the name of Jesus. May people come to you because they are seeing the authority of God in you. May they bring you their problems because they see the power of God in you. May they come to you because they know when they come, their problems will go away. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. He taught us one having authority. Not as one. That is just like the scribes. Talking, talking. We must talk and do things to please God, not ourselves. Amen. As a child of God, you must live to please your father. Please. When you hear God's word, when you come to church and you hear the word of God, you must do it. If you hear God's word and you go and do something different, Jesus is saying, I'm not saying. He said you are like a foolish person. It's only a fool who hears God's word and goes and do contrary. But the word of God carries life. It is what you need. You don't need any contrary. You need the word of God. The word of God is your direction. The word of God is your guide. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead you to all truth. When you have the word of God, your life is beautiful. What did God, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, it says, for what we see, this material world was not created out of any material thing. So why do you need any material thing for a miracle? Miracles can only come with the word. When the spirit of the Lord is in you, and you have his word. You can work some miracles. Are you here with me? Do I have some wise people in the house? You are not wise because you are old. You are not wise because of some. You are wise because you can do the word of God. You have received the word and you are doing it. Every time you do God's word, then you are a wise person. May you be wise from today. May the wisdom of God will rest upon you. In the name of Jesus. I told you last week. Now, church is not a place where you come and find solutions. Essentially, it's a place you come to be trained. So that you can go do the work of what? Righteousness. I'm telling you, the first purpose of the church is to come to be taught and to be trained. That is the first work of the church. The secondary matter is what people have rather made it the first thing. People come to church and then you come for healing and all of that. There's a place for that. But essentially, God wants to raise people who are doing his work. People who can do his work. Are you know what I'm saying? When you start doing the will of God, everything about you will start moving forward and be beautiful. Amen. So today, I want you to understand. To build godly character is to do the will of God. To build godly character is to do the word of God. To build godly character is to walk in the way of the Lord. Don't walk in the broad way. Amen. Don't walk in the broad way. Many people are out there. 
they live their life anyhow like that the people in the world and they come to church with their mouth you know wiped no live your life to please god and you will see the miracles that will happen in your life you're having a different life tell yourself i have a different life I have the life of god in me learn to live that life don't live the normal life learn to live the spiritual life and your life will never be the same Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus... We are free.